1: In this space, in recovery and sobriety, we don't want people on Pink Cloud actually all the time at all. We want people in the real world, in their communities, being the best versions of themselves. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech.
0: Today's We Are LA Tech episode shout-out goes to Dizzy, also called Diana. She goes by both. She's from Belarus, just got to Los Angeles. We met at the LA Podcasters Meetup in person. So exciting to meet her. She even took the time to go through and write notes on everything she learned at the LA Podcasters Meetup and her latest Instagram post. Be sure to check her out on Instagram, d.liashd. K-E-V-I-C-H That's D-dot-L-I-A-S-H K-E-V-I-C-H Dizzy, thank you so much for supporting We Are LA Tech your awesome social media posts It was so much fun to see and so valuable for the community Reach out to Dizzy on Instagram and let her know you found her via We Are LA Tech Join thousands of people in L.A. Tech on our We Are L.A. Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to tech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's com slash community. So a little personal note on both our We Are L.A. Tech and Women in Tech podcast today thought I'd say hello as I'm moving offices. I thought this would be one of the most awful experiences ever. I didn't want to move. It happened suddenly, you know, logistics, things, things happen, and it just seems so right. Now that I'm in the process, everybody that's helped, like the task rabbits I've hired and the moving company, shout out to, I think it's called Man With A Truck Moving. I think I'll ask them when they come back upstairs. But it's been just like the greatest people helping me and the greatest energy and almost like this cleansing that I didn't expect. I thought it would be this awful, awful, just heartbreaking experience. And the first thing that happened was the first person that came to help me turned out to have a passion for um, creating documentary films. So, oh wait, say hi to the audio.
1: Hi, audio.
0: (laughs) Say hi. What's good? (laughs) It's man with a truck moving, right? Yeah. Okay. See, I got it right. Uh, And then he created a video, like captured the whole thing and I walked through my whole space saying what each room meant to me and what I wanted to create there and how it was my creative haven and it just felt like I captured my daydreams in this video so I didn't have to actually say bye to my daydreams I was just transforming with them it was a really beautiful experience and completely unexpected and then we got things packed up and then the next morning this morning I got things dissembled from the walls and now you heard the guys were helping me move everything and everything's just been like so great such great people and I just think that this all is happening for a reason and I don't know what that reason is yet but everything is just so right it's almost just like this cleansing you know it's just like this cleansing I think I said that at the beginning um anyway I hope you're having a good day just wanted to kind of update you on my life transitions and um enjoy the next episode bye to the We Are LA Tech podcast featuring LA tech companies, talent, and events in Los Angeles so you could quickly immerse yourself into the community. This is so exciting. Right now we are at The Wing in Hollywood, a newly established place. You'll hear the background music, you'll hear people chit-chatting, but most important, you'll hear Jason, who is all-inclusive and celebrating women day and day, and he gets to be a part of the We Are Like Duck podcast as we are utilizing this amazing space in order to record this interview, which is, he's been amazing. He's been so flexible. It's quite crazy when we're in between studios, but Jason, I am so happy to have you and feature you on the show. Oh,
1: thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. We're really excited about this.
0: Okay. So Jason, go ahead and um, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Uh, yeah. My name is uh, Jason and I'm the uh, co-founder and CEO of uh, Pink Cloud. And, um, so a little bit about me. I, I'm just uh, a geek. Uh, I, a dork, I think we've been rebranding as uh, geeks recently. so uh, I, I'm just a tech guy. I spent about 60% of my career in Silicon Valley as a product manager and 40% as a software engineer uh, prior to co-founding Pink Cloud.
0: To get an idea of the acceptance that is exceptional from Jason, I have my G7x propped up on journals. We're outside at the random spot. And, uh, I have like OG style. I have the Audio Technica 2100 mic, which was, you know, one of my first mics as a podcaster connected to my computer on sound studio. I mean, this is just how I got my start in the beginning and Jason has, and we've been switching locations and Jason has just been so understanding. So Jason, if you had one ask of the LA tech community to support you, how you've been supporting me this whole time, what would that ask be?
1: Uh, I have literally no idea. (laughs) I thought it was fun, actually, this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, this is great.
0: No, it is. It's been really great. So go ahead and tell me a bit about your company. When did you guys launch? Tell me about your co-founder and where in LA are you guys based?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, And thanks again for having us. So uh, Pink Cloud is an app that we launched in uh, November of 2016 and it lets people find 12-step uh, meetings uh, around the world and then also use uh, anonymous tools for a working uh, program if one is in uh, recovery from a substance use disorder. And so a little bit about, um, so we launched in November of 2016. We started working on it in 2015, actually, and it took us about a year and a half to get all of the uh, data together for for uh, the AA meetings that we went live with. We went live with about 108,000 AA meetings uh, around the world. And then since then, we've added Narcotics Anonymous, Crystal Meth Anonymous, and a program called Al-Anon. That's for friends and family of people with um, alcoholism or drug addiction. And uh, yeah, and and we have a co-founder. His name is uh, Justin Frega. He's an amazing uh, designer. And, um, so when, when we went live is, uh, Justin and I, and then a, a team of consultants, uh, that, that launched it originally in uh, 2016.
0: Yeah. And what inspired you to create the company?
1: Uh, yeah. So, um, I had literally just moved to LA. I, I'd been in LA for about two and a half months and, uh, I, I, I went to my first AA meeting Went went is a interesting way of putting it I really stumbled into my first AA meeting And probably like three days into Getting sober I thought that it was really hard to find meetings because uh, there was no uh, app that actually would let you find meetings in uh, LA County at the time, and I was new to LA, and I was—I uh, literally was going to meetings in a in a neighborhood called Encino, and I literally had no idea about all these neighborhoods that we have right. in LA, and so that gave me the idea to start working. Working on it, and then uh, probably about a month later, a a friend of mine had told me that I seemed like I was on the Pink Cloud. And at that point, I'd been working on the prototype on nights and weekends, and so I was like, "Aha! I I have an idea for now, like naming the app Pink Cloud." So, uh, and then I thought that 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 if once I found a designer. That that we could brand around the color pink, and so um, and so that's that's what ended up happening.
0: <laughs> oh, that's why you like how the wing is all pink.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, yeah, we were talking about this. Even even like the bathroom has like a pink trash can. There's 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 a lot of pink in here. So 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 pink is of course one of my favorite colors. <laughs> of
0: course, pink at the wing. So tell me about the tech behind building. How did you make the choices on how to build the app, and how long did it take? And tell me more about this, like five-year covert mission
1: oh yeah so um i, I as i mentioned i spent 40 percent of my career as a software engineer so in in the beginning and, and in a, early in, in in my geek life so to speak i was a apprentice oracle dba for about a year so um when the initial decisions about the technologies used, i i, I made and once in a while i would, I, I would talk to some of my uh, other software engineering friends and, and run ideas by them. And so that's that's how uh, the decisions were made in, in, in the beginning. Yeah. And so originally to keep costs low, I was our lead software engineer. And so we launched uh, to Apple first because I can uh, code in, in, a, in the language called Objective-C, which is what I was using back then. When I first started working on the prototype, um, and that's that's the language that you, one uses to make uh, iPhone apps, and so I just used what I knew, which was at the time Objective C, and so that made it easy and sort of low cost to, to to code in that language. And then, yeah.
0: And how did you source your team?
1: Oh, pretty much uh, <laughs> wherever I could. Uh, where, with if I had friends that had spare capacity or spare time to help out, that was that was sort of. Where most, where the original set of co-founders and advisors came from, and then, and then any consultant. Um, there's various uh, websites you can you can look for consultants around the world. So we we've had our, our core team is actually people in California and and, and New York and in a couple of other places in the country. And then and then we've had consultants work for us around the world. Actually, yeah. Awesome.
0: And so, what is the future vision for Pink Cloud? Um, where is it today and where do you see it going yeah so today um we are
1: very fortunate uh, we're very grateful uh, today we have uh, customers uh, using the app in about 74 countries around the world and uh and then we a couple of months ago went live native on uh, android so originally we, we were on um, the apple platform in 2016 and and now we're on android also and so i think the um You know, our our basic vision is always going to stay the same. We're always trying to help people with substance use disorders around the world, uh, managing sort of the day-to-day grind of sobriety and recovery. So um, we're going to continue adding more programs. We have uh, four right now, and we we get requests for uh, programs like Overeaters Anonymous and and Cocaine Anonymous. So we'll be adding more programs in time and continuing to add more uh, self-help tools. And um, And then I think that, People are going to be able to see within the app a um, concept of trends, maybe things that they, they've been doing, and then if they maybe have a slip, they're, they're going to be able to visualize different things they were doing while they were maintaining their sobriety and what might have changed when they have a slip. And so I think that in the future, we're, we're going to have more of a trends experience so people can keep track of things like that.
0: It is good when people have some balance. And one thing I was going to share is... I find it interesting that right now, as we're doing the interview, we're in such um, kind of like a chaotic, like unpredictable place. And yet we're finding the peace within it. And I think that's the journey of sobriety, isn't it?
1: Oh, oh, um, absolutely. Finding uh, inner peace is, uh, is a very important part of, of sobriety. And, and one could say it's, it's one of the goals of, of sobriety, actually, because uh, uh, I'm, of course, not a not an expert on sobriety, and I can only speak for myself. But I think not not drinking it was very little had very little to do with like you know, sobriety for me. It was a lot more than that. And finding inner peace, of course, was a big part of it.
0: And what resources or organizations, events have you accessed here in L.A. to help accelerate Pink Cloud Forward?
1: I I think that um, a lot of my uh, friends in in the L.A. tech community have always been very generous with uh, giving us advice at every stage in the uh, company life cycle. And so um, I feel like it's a pretty tight-knit community, um, and everybody's always willing to help each other.
0: When you say friends, where did you create this community?
1: Oh, it's it's literally... um, in 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 the west side for the most part um and then just you know people that i've met going to random events here and there and just like kind of talking about what the vision of pink cloud was and where we are in the process and like what we're doing next and so it's just mainly
0: in uh, on the west side is there a particular way that you discover events uh me
1: personally uh so uh, I'm I'm an engineer at heart, so I, I don't actually like going to events that often. <laughs> but um, uh, um, I, I'm a I'm a Stanford grad, so I, I hear about Stanford alumni events, and so I, I go to some of them. And then um, every once in a while, I, I hit up. Um, some uh, meetup groups and whatnot that I've, I've seen—not um, not that often, actually—but that, that's how I've heard about events for the most part.
0: And what would you say is a huge obstacle you guys have successfully overcome so far since you've created Pink Clouds? Well, I think um,
1: the the biggest obstacle was uh, in, in the beginning. There, there's no central database uh, in the world of AA meetings, and so that. The, the meetings are in a different format across different websites around the world or other places where, where publicly available facts are available and so um, so that was the, the biggest challenge was, was um, it, it's a uh, the information is scattered in various formats so that presents a big data problem so, so that was the, the biggest challenge and then um, and then uh, we we also bootstrapped the company so we in the beginning we, we didn't necessarily want to take, um, outside uh, funding and and then uh, necessarily then do things that we thought would compromise um, our relationship with our customers in terms of maintaining data privacy and security. Uh, For instance, we we knew we never wanted to advertise to, to our customers and we never wanted to Take our customers' data, and we never wanted to sell our customers' data. So, so it was a little challenging at times to bootstrap it to this point in the And so, but you know, things are good now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and how large is your team?
1: Oh, uh, we've uh, th- we have uh, there's three co-founders, and we've had uh, over 50 people work on it uh, at this point. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Before we went live, you said that um, you've been working on this privately for five years, and you're just. Now, um, making it public. What was the what was the you know keep it on the DL motive Stick around. We'll be right back after the break. you've been working on this privately for five years and you're just now um making it public what was the what was the you know keep it on the dl motive for
1: oh yeah so this is um so we we launched live in public of course in 2016 but five years in this is the first time that we're starting to do any marketing so to speak anything outbound uh and so um we we just are very sort of methodical kind of geeky people in general so what we try to do is iterate and test iterate and test we have like a hypothesis and then and then we're just testing things and so we really wanted to make sure that the product market fit was good and we were live on android and the we were kind of optimized in the App Store and the Play Store before we started actually any outbound marketing, and so that that's why we've waited. We wanted to make sure the foundation was solid before we we uh, we started doing any anything public, like outbound facing things. Yeah.
0: And um, if it was, is there a particular person in tech, um, in LA tech, that you've come across lately that really impressed you? Somebody that you've met in the past few weeks. Um. You know, in... Or company, person or company.
1: um, You know, I'd say that I'd I'd hate to single out any one person. I feel like all of my L.A. techie friends are pretty amazing and, and... and, and if any of them listen to this, I think you guys are all legit and you guys are all awesome. And I'm, and I'm glad you guys always give me free advice. I love it. You guys, you guys like always like give me great advice. and, and like, um, But I, other than that, I, I hate to single anyone out.
0: <laughs> One person that I wanted to mention, and maybe you have a few other people in mind as well, is Dave for introducing us. Dave, who is featured with Rebel360 on the We Are Light like Tech podcast, he connected us which I'm so grateful and who else comes to mind
1: yeah I, Dave's great and uh, thank you Dave for uh, introducing uh, us this is amazing and yeah Dave is part of a group of uh, techies that I know here that are just really generous and, and amazing with their time there's a uh, selena kwan she's really um brilliant and amazing and, and all- what's her company uh selena uh, is a consultant and then she helps various people at various uh, stages in in different deals and and stages in their company and then there's also vivian wang she's really amazing and um she also uh, advises uh, us quite a bit at pink cloud and then so the three of them have always been great and then like another friend in our group uh uh, MJ Zai also actually tried to uh, introduce us also, and so she's also, I'm um, a female founder working on her own uh, startup. I can't She
0: just wrote a huge book, like a huge book.
1: Yeah, yeah. MJ's like brilliant. I actually was reading her book, and I really, I was like, I'm too dumb to read this book. It's like going to take me some time to get through all of it, but I've definitely um, skimmed it, and I'm like, oh, oh wow. M- MJ's like super brilliant. Yeah.
0: What's one thing? that you want to share that we haven't covered yet? Oh, uh, I, I guess one thing that I,
1: I could say is, um, if, if there are any customers of Pink Cloud listening, I just want to say that um, on behalf of the whole team, we're really grateful that we can be of service to you. So thank you for uh, uh, supporting us and using the app, and um, we're, we're, we're here for you guys for the long long term. So thank you.
0: Where can people find you on social?
1: Oh, you know, I'm actually not really on social. I'm one of those uh, those people that never really got into Facebook or anything like that. So I, I've literally never been on social media. Oh, we were going
0: to talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Can you yeah. please talk about how please. you've never been on social sure. media and how not being on Facebook helped influence Pink Cloud? I just want to make a note, and this is kind of personal. We could totally cut it out if you knew was going to. I find it funny that you've never been on Facebook, but yet you met your girlfriend on Bumble.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean,. I, I'm not. I'm. I've never been into social media, but um, you know, for for the context of of meeting a significant other, I I, I definitely think that mobile dating is is is, is a great tool. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, the the reason that Pink Cloud has no social features is that um, so from a product perspective, um, my point of view and our point of view for Pink Cloud is that. Um, in this space, in recovery, in sobriety, uh, a lot of times people with substance use disorders have a, a problem w- with, of course, um, overdoing the drinking or drugging, so to speak, and then that then causes problems in their day-to-day life with their friends, their co-workers, their community, in, in their relationships with people. So. The, the idea of, for the app was just to support people, but we didn't necessarily want to add features that might prevent people from practicing, so to speak, positive interpersonal uh, behaviors in real life. And so we didn't want, we, we don't want people on Pink Cloud actually all the time at all. We want people in the real world, in their communities, being the best versions of themselves. And to the degree that, like, some geeks can, can do that with an app you know the all we can have control over is the features that we launch. so so we don't we don't want to have any social features because of that yeah <laughs>
0: um and how have you how have you felt not being on social media has helped just the enjoyment or mental health in your life do you notice a significant difference in what you observe in others who you know almost everyone's on social versus how you live your life
1: Oh, well, well, sure. Yeah, uh, I definitely. I feel that. Um, well, one, I, I, I get teased a lot by my friends and family, but I think that uh, a, a everyone's used to it now that I'm not on social. I've literally updated my LinkedIn profile twice in 15 years, I think. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I, I definitely feel that in terms of my mental health and, and my outlook, you know, I you know, some sometimes I think it's fair to say that that the, the news can be a little um a little negative once in a while (laughs) and uh particularly in in recent times uh and and i feel like generally because i i don't kind of get hit with a lot of the negative energy that that can be spread very rapidly on social media i generally um and and plus i'm sober uh i i stay in a in a in a pretty happy-go-lucky mood most of the time and and i'm not Having to context switch and see what the latest mm. possible negative news article is, and I, I definitely noticed that there there is that little bit of a difference between me and let so say some of my friends that are that that have to you know see what's going on on social media and the news uh, you know all the time twenty four seven. You feel more present. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, d- definitely. I feel more present. A hundred percent. Hundred percent.
0: And I know I asked this earlier, and you didn't have like a super clear answer. But before we wrap it up, one. How can people connect with you, and what's something we could do to support you and accelerate Pink Cloud forward?
1: Oh, uh, how, how to how to connect uh, with me personally? Uh, I, if you if you want to send me an email at uh, Jason at gopinkcloud.com, that that would be great. And then uh, how how everyone could help uh, accelerate uh, with Pink Cloud is if if you happen to know anyone that has a, a substance use disorder, alcoholism, or drug addiction, if you could just tell them about pink cloud it's it's free to download it, it would be great and then um and of course if, if if anyone's listening to this and and you might um have a website or anything that where where you can d- discuss products that 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 are that and you think it's relevant you know please uh, tell people about pink cloud on your websites or, or social media that would be great
0: Jason, thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast, for being so open-minded, flexible, being in this crazy environment as we're in transition between studios. You've been wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I just really appreciate you. To connect and collaborate with more extraordinary people in LA Tech, remember you could go to wearelatech.com slash community. That's wearelatech.com slash community. Say hello on social at wearelatech on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye.
1: Bye. Thanks for having us. Hi, my name is Jason Barghese with Pink Cloud. I'm the co-founder and CEO. Pink Cloud is an app that lets people find AA, NA, CMA, and Al-Anon meetings around the world and have access to safe and secure tools to manage their sobriety from substance use disorders. And you are listening to We Are LA Tech.
0: Join thousands of people in L.A. Tech on our We Are L.A. Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com community. We are We're so proud of what we've created with the We Are LA Tech podcast. To be a part of our journey with us, if you'd like to donate, go to wearelatech.fm. That's wearelatech.fm, and you can find our donation link at the top right of the page. Thank you so much for supporting us in our journey and helping fuel us moving forward for each and every episode. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo.
1: Edited by Adam Carroll. Show notes by Carl Marty.
0: Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.